Well, good morning, Redeemer City Church, and uh, welcome to our kind of new normal for a little while. But it is uh, really a joy to worship with you this morning, and uh, thanks to Kevin for leading us in that. And, uh, you know, it's been a good reminder that the church is not about a building. Church is not about uh, a certain gathering that that we do. Uh, that is uh, a fruit of it, a beauty uh, of it. That gathering that we get to enjoy, and so it'll be that much sweeter when we get back to it. But um, you know, as we refrain from gathering physically, uh, we want to continue uh, to open God's Word together, to worship His name, and to proclaim Him uh, and make disciples. And uh, so today uh, we're continuing our series in Exodus and uh, the setting's a little different for us, but uh, maybe you've got a coffee and are in your PJs still, but um, we're going to be in the book of Exodus. And so if you have a Bible, I'd encourage you to grab it, grab a pen, take some notes um, as we walk through this. But uh, as God would have it in his providence, we have been walking through the book of Exodus and scheduled months ago uh, was this topic and this sermon and this particular text from Exodus chapter 7. Uh, and of all the Sundays for us to be talking about plagues, uh, it is today as we are quarantined at home uh, for the good of our neighbor. And uh, we're going to talk about plagues today. But before we dive into that, um, I want to start in Exodus chapter 6 uh, and verse number 1 and just kind of remind ourselves where we've been at uh, in the book of Exodus. And here, here's what Exodus 6 one says. Then the Lord said to Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh for compelled by my strong hand, he will release them. This is Israel. Remember, they were in captivity. Uh, and have been for uh, a long, long period of time. They're, they're facing hardship, oppression. Um, and it says he will release them, and by my strong hand he will drive them out of his land. And so if you'll remember, uh, the children of Israel have been oppressed, uh, the nation. They're a nation within a nation that's unwelcome. And God hears their cry. He hears them calling out. Uh, in the midst of that hardship. And so that that's a word for us, that we have a God who hears, a God who cares, uh, and will act. And so so that that's the setting. And then, uh, as you'll remember, uh, last week, as Carl walked us through uh, chapters 4 through 6, uh, about uh, who God is in the midst of that, that there's always opposition to his plan, but God is the assurance of deliverance. And so that's really what uh, 6.1 was all about. And so then as we turn our attention into uh, chapter 7, I think there is, is a really uh, important lesson for you and I as we consider uh, really even what's right in front of us uh, with this pandemic, with uh not being able to gather right now as a, a corporate body. Um, and just really something for us to consider because because here's the reality. When, when things like this happen, it, it's a reminder uh, that this world is temporary. Uh, 
it's a reminder that uh, the things of this world are are not what we long for, that they never deliver uh, what we hope they will. They, they never provide true satisfaction. And so um, as we shift into chapter seven here, what, what we're seeing is Moses and Aaron are now going to uh, move into Egypt and they're going to go before Pharaoh and they're going to deliver God's word to Pharaoh. And in this, we're going to see a couple really important things uh, together. But uh, if you've got a Bible, go to Exodus chapter 7 and uh, let's read the first 13 verses together. Here's what it says. So the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you like God to Pharaoh. In other words, the messenger, the word from God. Uh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak everything I command you. And your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh that he must release the Israelites from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And although I will multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. If you've got a paper Bible, I would underline that phrase Pharaoh will not listen to you I this is God speaking will reach into Egypt and bring out my regiments my people the Israelites from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment those are the plagues that we're going to talk about then the Egyptians will know and here here's the point of all of it here's the point of all this is what God's trying to get their attention for then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I extend my hand over Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. And Moses and Aaron did so. See, here's the contrast between Pharaoh and Moses. The word comes from God and Moses, verse 6, did it. He listened and he obeyed. Pharaoh is going to listen and he's going to refuse to obey. And so, verse 6, Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron was 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. If you're not dead, God's not done. Amen? <laughs> verse 8, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, do a miracle, and you say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, it will become a snake. When Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, they did, that, they did so, just as the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a snake. Then Pharaoh summoned wise men and sorcerers and the magicians of Egypt by their secret arts, did the same thing. So they're trying to copy the miracle. Each man threw down a staff, and the staffs became snakes. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. So you get the picture here. They're trying to do the same miracle that God is performing through Aaron. And Aaron's staff, that turned into a snake, swallows all the other snakes. And so verse 13, despite all this, verse 13, yet Pharaoh's heart became hard. And again, if you're underlining, it says he did not listen to them just as the Lord predicted. Now, that, that just might seem like a normal story to you and I, 
but but I want us to dig in a little farther. I want us to 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 look at just a couple things here, four things to be exact, about what God might be saying to us in this little interaction. But the big question that arises from this is, is a question that's really pertinent to us as we face uh, our own pandemic here, uh, sort of plague, if you will, um, and what God's doing. Because here, here's what I think the big question is. Are we listening to God? Right? It seems so simple, but God has spoken to us. And I don't know about you, but it's really easy for me to take the words of God for granted. Right? The scripture says to those of us who know what is right, to not do it is sin. And so we, we have this word from God. And now it's coupled with this pandemic that God perhaps did not allow, but, or, or, uh, put into play, but he's at least allowed it, right? Because nothing happens that he does not know of or allowed to happen. I think of Job's life, right? When Satan goes to him and says, you know, Job's not going to follow you if you let me uh, take away things from him. And and so even though God is not the one who does the thing to Job, uh, he does allow it because um God, God is working behind the scenes in ways that we can't see. And so when you look at this a pandemic of coronavirus and the things that are happening around our world right now, um, it, it, it forces us back into this space of recognizing that we're not in control and, and we, we have to look back to God. And so my question for you and I is we've got this opportunity um, to pull back and really ask ourselves this question, are we listening to God? Are we listening to the word from God to us? And so to, to kind of help us with that, I want to go over four keys um, from the God of the Exodus right here in this section. Uh, four COVID-19 keys, if you will, from God. Here's number one if you're taking notes. God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. Let me say that again. God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. Here, here's the reality. God is sovereign. God is in control. And if you're like me, we do not remember that in the same way that we do when we're awakened by a pandemic or we're awakened by suffering or we're awakened by some kind of circumstance that is beyond our control. In reality, pandemics or plagues like are going to happen here cause us to look up or they cause us to harden our heart. And my question again is, are you listening to the word from God? Because God whispers in our pleasures, but he shouts in our pain. So in these moments where things are different, things are out of control, um, will you look up? Will I look up? Will we as the body of Christ look up? 
Because the devil's not going to do anything unless the Lord gives him permission. Uh, he, he's not in control. The government's not in control. The media's not in control. You and I are not in control. And so um, we jump in and put our plans in place. I, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm sure you are. Uh, when something goes wrong, we, we quickly mobilize and get our plans in place. And what are we going to do? And how are we going to handle this? And, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're a, a parent, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do to homeschool my kids? Um, and so we're all texting our friends who are already good at it. And uh, they look like geniuses now. So um, the reality, though, is when things go out of our control, uh, the best thing to do is look up for salvation, right? That's what Israel did in those early chapters is they cried out. They cried out because when things go beyond your control, you need something stronger than yourself, right? The answers are not found within. They're found without until Jesus Christ brings the Holy Spirit inside of you. And so um, we have to look up and then God will move in. Because here's, here, here's the thing. Here's the bottom line on that. God, God will never tempt you. He'll never tempt us. But he will allow Satan to tempt you as a way of testing you, as a way of strengthening your faith. So God whispers in our pleasure, but he shouts in our pain. And, and the question there is, are we listening to God? Number two, if you're taking notes, um, is really this. When we aren't listening and doing what God asks us to do, people around us suffer. People around us suffer. Things like the coronavirus are really good reminders uh, for us not to fall in love with the things of this world because they can disappear so fast but to set our hope in God and to put our affections there uh, and when we do that when we look up for salvation and we look up and ask him in prayer and that's why we've been going through 21 days of prayer together and if uh, you've missed that I want to encourage you to jump in with us this week um, because it's when we constantly put our mind back where it needs to be, right? Colossians 3, 2, set your affection on things above, not on things of this earth. Why? Because it, it, it shifts our perspective back to where it should be. God's speaking to us. And this pandemic is an opportunity for us to slow down, pull back and say, God, what are you trying to show us as your body, as your people, as really, as the New Testament calls us, his ambassadors to this world. Um, but when we don't listen to that, people suffer. People suffer when we don't listen to that. Um, and the pandemic is, is no different. And so I think it's an important reminder for us that as, as we consider all this, that, that we look at our own sin, right? Because w what's happening here? Pharaoh is refusing to listen to the word from the Lord. What would have happened if Pharaoh had just said, you know what, God? You're right. I'm wrong. You're God. I'm not. I've got a lot of power, but I'm not God. So I'm going to let your people go, and I'm going to learn that lesson, and I'm going to lead Egypt differently. What would that have looked like for his people? They would have been saved. They would have been spared. But instead, Pharaoh's going to choose to follow, and he's going to choose to uh, do the opposite of what God says, and a lot of people are going to die. 
lot of people are going to lose their life. And um, the reality is, is our heart is never satisfied with sin, no matter what the scale. If it's a little sin in our in our mind, or if it's a, a large scale one like leaving a country, and thousands of people are going to die because of our poor decision making, because of our pride or power or whatever the case may be. Our hearts never are satisfied with sin. It never delivers on the promise that it makes for pleasure and satisfaction. And, and we need to be reminded of that. Um, ignoring the truth, ignoring that word from God leads to death. And even if it doesn't in this life, it will in the next. There's an eternal consequence for that. Sin never satisfies. Let me say it this way. Sin always leaves a bad aftertaste. Sin uh, is never a blessing. It's always a bad thing. And, and so we know that. And sometimes we just need the reminder to look up, right? Are we listening to God? God's speaking to us here. He's speaking to us in our circumstances. And we need to be reminded to be drawn back because uh, left to our own, uh, we, we do not find what we're looking for. And so that brings me to number three, if you're taking notes. Uh, number three is don't waste your pain. If you've learned something through a trial or a sin struggle, or even this pandemic, um, no matter what it is that, that God's using to draw your vision back up to him, uh, we need to listen and don't waste your pain. Uh, I heard somebody this week, another pastor say, let's journal our pain. Let's remember it. Let's learn from it. Because if you're anything like me, you're going to forget it. You'll forget how awful, how bitter it was to walk through those things. And uh, we need to use that as a reminder to never return back to those things that we shouldn't. And there, there are so many examples in Scripture that we don't have time for. But, um, you know, the, the reality here in Exodus chapter 7 and the following chapters and the following story is that the plagues were not Pharaoh's problem. That, that was the fruit of Pharaoh's problem. The plagues were not his problem. His problem was that he did not listen to the word of God. It was his lack of attentiveness to the word from God. And a godless leader, a leader who won't listen to the Lord, is always a plague to the land. And so we acknowledge our sin before God before God and it costs all it costs us is the truth and so number four when we ignore God it's going to be way more expensive than a plague God gives Pharaoh nine chances nine chances nine plagues before the tenth plague the final plague of death comes so let me ask you this. If you're not a Christian, if you stumble on this video somewhere because it's online and you're not a Christian, um, how many chances will it take for you to hear the truth and listen to the word from God? A follower of Jesus who surrenders to Jesus as Lord of our life, it's the best decision you can make. It's not a scare tactic. It's, it's not a, a you're going to hell tactic. It's simply a grace tactic. It's simply the best decision you can make. It's joyful. It's not scary. Coronavirus reminds us 
in this season that we're not in control of our own destiny. We hear a lot from popular Christianity, from popular secular culture that, that you got to buckle up and you got to make decisions and you got to you got to find what you're looking for. You got to create your destiny, step into your destiny. And I just simply want to say that that's going to underdeliver on the promise. But if you know God and are his ambassador in this world, you're going to find joy uh, that you never knew was there. So why not search those claims out? Why not draw near to God and let him draw near to you? And if you are a Christian, why not deal with your sin? Why not stop ignoring God and drag everything into the light as his word tells us? And think about it. If you're his ambassador, uh, will you go and be that person to the people around you? You know, think about it this this week, you know, in light of this pandemic of coronavirus. uh, What's one way you can be God's man or woman this week? What's one way? I've I've seen so many of you on social media uh, offering to help or praying for people. Like, that's awesome. Like, let's keep that up. And and as we uh, work on that as a corporate body, um, and we begin to roll things out in the next few weeks of ways that you can help, like, like let's be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's, let's be his ambassadors to a watching world that needs him. And let's step up to the plate and uh, be the church. And so I want to pray with you here in a second, but just to recap, number one, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but shouts to us in our pain. When we aren't listening to God, people around us suffer. Number three, don't waste your pain. Number four, when we ignore God, it's going to be way more expensive than a plague. And so with those four things in mind, uh, it goes back to that big question. Are we listening to God? Are you listening to God today? And what's he saying to you? What's he saying in his word? Now, you'll notice I didn't get to the nine plagues, the ten plagues. Uh, I want you to uh, catch a midweek service, a midweek podcast uh, this Wednesday, and I'm going to take some time to unpack those plagues. I don't want to take all that time here, but uh, it'll be a good check-in for us this midweek. And uh, we'll go through those nine plagues and talk because each one of them uh, represents something pretty specific that God was was saying. Um, But we needed that first overview asking the question, am I listening to God or am I like Pharaoh? Am I going to refuse to listen because I'm after my own things? And so uh, really important stuff uh, for us to consider. But uh, we love you, praying for you and encouraging you to be the church Uh, this week and uh, we'll check in with you on Wednesday so let me pray for us and we'll call it uh, morning thanks for joining us today God thank you for your word thank you for speaking to us I pray that in this season of uncertainty uh, you would draw our eyes back to Jesus that you give us hope that you would uh, fulfill your promise to take care of our needs and that Lord you would provide solutions to these problems, but that they would be uh, obviously from you. Would you give us mercy? I pray for anyone who's listening or watching this, 
that doesn't know you, that you would speak to them, that Holy Spirit, you would draw them to the Lord. We love you. Thankful for Jesus today. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.